It's that time again, fellers, as Doc Journal presents The Free Parking Show. Just a bunch of country boys who have a lot to say about sports. They invite you to call in, text, or just listen in. So pull up a comfy chair and crack open a beer. It's time to talk sports, chicks, and flicks. You're listening live to The Free Parking Show on Jock Journal and Jock Journal Radio. Uh, it's Richard and Peter's Night Tide. I'm Richard Pyle. With me is uh, Peter DePuella. Uh Tonight is, you know, obviously the uh, the movie of the week, uh, The Shawshank Redemption. We had a couple of other tidbits going on that we kind of brought up the, on last night's show, actually, about the new uh, trailer for um, Suicide Squad. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We wanted to do tonight a little bit differently because... You know, we kind of, I think me and you, Peter, we kind of talked a little bit about this movie before we came on the air, and we really couldn't decide between best character, worst character, best scene, worst scene. I think it was obvious that this was, you know, this this is just such a great movie. Oh, yeah, this movie is probably, I think it's one of the best movies ever made. and I think it's actually, if I'm not mistaken, listed as the best movie ever made, um... I can't remember the name of the website is anymore, but it's one of the highest rated, and I think it's... Internet Movie Database? Yeah, I think, and I think that they, a lot of people base their movie opinions off them, so if that's that's the case, then I I agree with it as being one of the best, if not the best movies ever made. I mean, the casting casting is great, Uh, the storyline is phenomenal, and it's, I mean, it's it's interesting, because when you look at the movie poster for it, it says, fear can hold you prisoner, hope can set you free... And, you know, it's funny because usually you and I talk, when we talk about movies, we do our, you know, favorite actor, least favorite, or favorite character, least favorite character, favorite team, least favorite team, stuff like that. But, you know, we were talking before the show that we should just talk more about the movie in and of itself. And I didn't know that it didn't do great, great in the box office, but it's one of the best movies of all time. I mean, I know a lot of people who didn't see it in theaters in 94 that said, oh, they weren't really sure how they, what they were going to think about it. But then when they watched it at home, they were like, wow, this is great. And I think it's probably Stephen King's best book turned into a movie, in my opinion. I, you know, I, he has other movies like It, but It, to me, isn't a Shawshank Redemption. I mean, it's just a phenomenal movie. I really enjoyed how it plays out and how it ends. Really, really, a, there, there's some funny parts, there's some sad parts. It's a movie that has every kind of emotion, and it ends in a way that I think the movie should have ended, in my opinion. Just remember watching it, but the way it ends is just so perfect. Yeah, and it's it's almost like they there's no need. I've, I've been reading rumors over the years about a sequel, and you were saying how poorly it did in the box office. You know, me, Ryan, uh, Amos, and you were just talking, uh, you know, off into the side box about how great 1994 was for movies with Ace Ventura. You had the Shawshank Redemption, you had Forrest Gump, you had Quiz Show, you had, uh, uh, what was the other one, Pulp Fiction. I mean, it was just an endless, endless line of movies that came out that year that were just going toe-to-toe. And I think had it not been for Tom Hanks's, Tom Hanks' performance in Forrest Gump for the way he portrayed Forrest Gump, I, I you know, I, I kind of felt bad that sh- uh, Tim Robbins didn't win the Oscar for Best Actor, but... Let's be honest, Forrest, you know, Tom Hanks really, really annihilated that Forrest Gump role. Excellent film as well. Uh, you know, so, I believe it or not, I just finished watching this for like the umpteen thousand time or whatever, and there was a couple of scenes in this film that are just so, uh, some of them are, uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, like when the, the, I guess they called him the, the fish, the, when Andy first goes to prison and they're all taking the bets for the for who's going to cry first, and, you know, uh, Haywood picks the fat guy who ends up crying, and he's like, oh, I don't, I'm not supposed to be here. When uh, Hadley beat the living crap out of that guy, it, it was tough to watch. Turns out, you know, the guy dies the next day in the infirmary, and the doctor didn't get there in time, and, you know, it was one of them scenes, it's just like how it, the character development in this film was just phenomenal. Because if you remember Red saying, you know, it was like, uh, I, you know, I, I had to bet on Andy, but he didn't make one. You know, he didn't make one, or make one bit of noise going into that or yeah, that night. Kinda, yeah, it's interesting how the movie unfolds. With, you know, like character development, and also you, you bring up the death part. It's one of the things that I think is underrated, underrated about this movie is what prison life is like. I, I think some movies and TV shows 
make it more violent than it might be. Um, I actually took a class about criminal justice in a correctional sort of in sort of way, and we um, we went to this correctional facility, and I believe it's Newtown, Connecticut. I can't know, I can't remember Newtown or Sandy Hook where the correctional facility is. If I remember right, it might be Newtown, but pretty much the same town. But anyway, we went there on a tour when I was in college, and the people we, we met some. And this was crazy. We actually sat down and remember three people convicted. Well, two people convicted of murder, and some guy um, that was convicted of shooting at cops or something, and they would tell us, you know, prison isn't what it's like on TV and the movies, but one of them did say that what you saw in the Shawshank Redemption, I remember this, said it's sort of like that because it's not as violent, it's just people are trying to make it through the rounds of what prison's like, you know, people do get killed, people do get caught up in things, there are corrupt prison guards, there are some, you know, I'm not saying that they're a new town, this one guy told me, I guess he'd been president before somewhere else in another state, he said there was some corruption. Um, but I'm not saying that they, in Newtown that there are, and in fact, I've heard a lot of good things about that correctional facility, so I just want to let let it be known that I'm not talking about them or if anyone's listening in. Everyone I met there was very professional and polite, but <clears throat> the mo- reason why I like this movie is it portrays prison from what I've learned from touring the prison, what I've read about prison in textbooks and in articles about what life is like. This this really seemed to me what of the... What, what I saw and read about. So that's what I that's what I took away from the movie was the realism of it. And also the emotion that these people felt because these people that talked to us in the prison said it's like, man, we regret what we did and it's so hard to be in here knowing we're gonna be here the rest of our lives. And you know, you look at Andy, who was supposed to be there for life and he ends up escaping. And my you know, if I had a favorite scene is when the guards find a hole behind a poster and this guy gets out and poses as somebody else. It, it makes uh, makes good on his um, on the on the uh, withdrawing the laundered money. So just I mean just a great way to end it. Just a, you know like I said just the realism of it what what is uh, what's really hooks me to it now because I watched it before I took the class and after I took it I'm like wow you know this movie really is what it's like in the prison system which is crazy. And I think this movie nails it with that the emotions that people feel and it just overall different emotions. Um, and and probably you know emotions like happiness, sadness, uh, comedy, death, everything you can think of rolled into one movie is just great. Yo, absolutely. If you want to get in on the conversation, if you've seen the movie, you know, you want to tell us what you thought, you can call us in at uh, 405-562-5463, or you could text the show. It's 77948. Keep in mind that when you put the number in, you have to, for your text, you actually have to type the word text, space, and then what you want to say. Uh, once again, that was uh, 77948, text, and then what you want to say. You know, you brought up an interesting point about how he skims off the, you know, he's skimming the books. And for him being a banker, it's almost like the warden didn't really play his cards correctly knowing what Andy knew, and where, where was a conversation, him and Red were in the library, and he says, well, you know, because the funny thing is, he said, when I was on the outside, I was an honest man. He said, well, when I came to prison, you know, I didn't, I was a crook when I came to prison, because he was learning everything that the warden was doing on the outside, and, you know, you had to feel bad for Andy at the first part of the movie with the, the sisters, that's what they called them. They were beating, you know, they, they were literally beating his ass. Uh, Brooks, or not Brooks, uh, what was his name? I can't, Boggs. Boggs, uh, Rooster, and a couple of other guys were just constantly harassing him. And, you know, Red even, and it was so great to hear Morgan, or Morgan Freeman's voice narrating him. You didn't hear it from Andy's point of view, you saw it from Red's point of view. Now, Andy did have some narrative in there as well. But it was interesting how the director, you know, and, and that's how the story went, was it wasn't through the main character, it was through Morgan Freeman. And I think he actually won support Best Supporting Actor for that role, which was phenomenal. And it's almost like you said that he, he went to prison, wrongfully convicted, mind you. And, and this, you know, we've, we've seen a prison guard, prisoners that have been wrongfully convicted come back 30, 40 years later, DNA tests you know, they exonerate them, and it's just, it's just amazes me, you know, how the character development went along, because he was so quiet, 
he became really, really good friends with Red and the rest of the guys. And it's like you said, the funny moments in there were absolutely hysterical when they were digging. You know, they were they were working outdoors and they were digging, looking for the rocks because Andy had gotten his ass whooped one last time by bogs. And they and uh, Haywood picks up that uh, horse apple. He's like, "Oh man, I got one! I got one!" So he brings it over to him and he's like, uh, "What does he tell him?" He's like. And then he pulls it out, and he's like, oh, that ain't, you know, they're telling him, that's not a rock, da 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 da, da. He's like, well, what is it? He's like, he goes, it's shit. He was like, no, no, no. He was like, uh, something like, no, that's not what it is. He's like, no, it's a horse apple, petrified, and then he just kind of breaks it in half, and then you're just like, hey, that was typical Haywood for you. But, you know, it's like, it's like you said, there were so many emotions that went on in this film, between the, the conflict of the guards and the prisoners, to the conflict of, uh, what was the other big conflict that you saw between Andy and the Warden? And it's just a phenomenal film. Yeah, it was interesting how the prison guard used Andy to launder money for him, um, which is pretty funny because he didn't want to, you know, get taxed on the inheritance. So it's just funny that they show the corruption of the guard because he wanted he wanted to uh, keep all the money pretty much for himself. It's uh, definitely, definitely interesting to see that part. You know, working in banking, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. You know, I, I don't, you know, I can't speak for how that sort of stuff works, but it's, it's funny when I see that kind of stuff going on in movies. It just makes me laugh. People are like, oh, is that what really happens in banking? Honestly, I've never seen it. I can't speak for it. Um, you know what I mean? I've never seen it myself. But it's just funny, you know, like the guard asked that amount of money for him so that way he can avoid taxes, which is just hilarious in my opinion. But... It just goes to show, you know, like, prison guards and prisoners can make a bond. Um, sometimes it's over good things, and sometimes, I guess, it's about illegal, doing stuff that's illegal. And it's kind of funny because prison guards work for the government, and they're avoiding paying taxes by the government. So, funny how that works out. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we could sit here and say, you know, it's really, really tough to dissect best character, worst character. I really didn't care for Boggs. I know why he was there. But if the worst character in terms of the movie itself had to have been Boggs, he just, no means no, whether you're a woman or a dude. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't leave Andy alone, but I'm glad that Andy fought back on some of them times. But it, to me, I think he's the worst possible character in that movie. And the guy playing him, I don't even know his name, but he, you know, it's like I said, everybody that took part in that film did a phenomenal job with it. Uh, and, and I think my favorite character is going to have to be, man, it was so tough. And you would think that somebody would say I would take Andy or Red, but I, I kind of like the undercard with Haywood or uh, Tommy, young Tommy that comes in there and, you know, they're working in the wood shop. He's like, oh, come on, old boys, you're making me look bad. You know, so it was the undercard guys that really shine through. <sighs> the worst scene, I I just couldn't bear watching Andy getting beat up or, you know, when they beat up Boggs, even though Boggs deserved every bit of that ass whooping he got for, you know, nearly what they said, beating uh, Andy with the inch of his life. But, I mean, it was just so, it's so hard to take such a great film, like you said earlier on in the show, that is, you know, probably one of the greatest pieces of cinema history in my lifetime that I've ever seen. So it was really, really hard to break everything down on picking, you know, kind of nitpicking it like we normally do. Yeah, this is one of those ones where it's like you really can't nitpick it because it's just that great. <laughs> So, you know, I, I definitely enjoy the movie, and if I had rated it, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. I wish I, I, I would give it an 11 out of 10 if I could, but we had to go up to 10, so... <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> to be honest, 10, I, 10 out of 10 for me as well, and, and the thing was, is, you know, I, I kind of use this as the movie of the week just to watch the movie again, it's how much I love it. For those that don't know, this is my, this is my all-time favorite movie. So, you know, it... But there was so much life lessons learned. You know, how Red was telling him, you know, hope's a dangerous word, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, Andy breaks out. And we don't have to spoil this movie. I'm sure everybody who's listening now has seen this film. Even my wife, who doesn't watch very many movies with me, absolutely loves this movie. But, uh, 
you know, and at the end, he's like, oh, well, I hope I can see the ocean, I hope I can do this, and I hope I can do that, and he's like, well, hope's such a great word, but like I said, 10 out of 10 for me, so, you know, I was trying, so, I was trying to dig up some uh, information on, on other stuff that was going on in the entertainment world, and it's just not really a lot going on, I did find out, though, uh, what came, do you know what came out in the theaters today? Because I'm not 100% sure. I've actually been doing my math homework and everything else. But I did learn when I went to Walgreens the other night that I did see uh, Ted 2 in Redbox. So if I go out and about today, I may uh, go and pick that up. Hopefully it'll be in the Redbox tomorrow if this, uh, you know, if it doesn't, this rain and whatnot holds up just long enough for me to get out there. I have no idea, honestly, what came out on DVD, movies, or anything at I have to look that up. Do you, do you know anything off the top of your head about what came out? Um, Pretty Dirty Grandpa came out. I think it's open today. Um, the Fifth Wave might have been another one. I really, if you tell you the truth, I haven't, I really go to the movies, but I'm pretty sure that those are the movies that just came out. Um, and I do apologize if I'm not accurate with that because I'm trying to, trying to think of, you know, if those it came out. I think Dirty Grandpa did come out. Yeah, I, I just saw that. And then, so I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm going to see any of, any of those movies. And then I was looking at Coming Soon, and um, I just want to kind of get your opinions about these movies. We got Fifty Shades of Black, which is a, a comedy bit on Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, Jane Got a Gun, which is an Natalie Portman film. Kung Fu Panda 3 is coming out. And these are all going to be coming out at the end of this month and early next month. The Finest Hours, which looks really good about, really good about a um, Coast Guard makes a rescue attempt off the coast of Cape Cod. A Hail Caesar is supposed to be coming. Then Deadpool, which is um, yes. on yes. February 12th. And Zoolander 2 also comes out on February 12th. And I'll be, I'll be seeing Zoolander 2 probably opening a weekend because I love the first one. But I definitely have to see the second one. <laughs> I, and you know, I've never seen the first one yet, so maybe... You know what? We need to make a movie of the week for next week. Well, what have you... We'll have you? We'll okay, we'll make it that one because I've not yet seen that one. Zoolander great, would be the movie it. of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I'd love the frat pack anyway between uh, Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller and everyone else. Uh, out of the... Fifties, I thought. Yeah, I thought he was younger than that. But you know, it's kind of funny because he looks so young, and he's in his fifties. And I thought it was a joke. I'm like, he he can't be in his fifties. He looks so young. Yeah, I I guess that's the that's the uh, magic of Hollywood for you. I guess you can be like eighty years old, and walk around like you're forty. Because <laughs> I thought, corny, unless you're Courtney Love, then you. Ugh. <laughs> and then you're starring in the People versus Larry Flint, and it makes it look like she's like ninety. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> out of the movies you mentioned, I, I think the one that's most intriguing, and I love the Wayans Brothers, anything they put out is normally com- comedic gold. The first couple of Scream movies were okay, but once they held, you know, once they handed production over to someone else, it kind of got out of control. But that first, uh, they're not a Scream scary movie. That first scary movie, that was like one of the best spoofs I'd seen in a long time. So. I love Fifty Shades of Black, but I'm still waiting on them to do another White Chicks sequel. I absolutely love White Chicks. Kind of one of them corny, uh, corny spoofs where they dress up like white women and whatnot. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 3, I kind of maybe wait for that on DVD. Oh man, it, it's tough. I do want to see Deadpool, and I heard they're trying to push for it to get rated R, because right now they're thinking PG-13. Am I right? Yeah, I hope it's rated R, to be honest with you. I know people are complaining about it, but correct me if I'm wrong here, Deadpool, but Deadpool should not be rated PG-13. I mean, if you, from what I understand about this guy, he's from, number one, the language that will be used in the violence in this movie will make it rated R, in my opinion. And I understand that it's, you know, one of the comic books, but we also have to remember some of these comic books aren't exactly the happiest thing. People, I think people tend to forget the Marvel movies that some of these comic movies aren't great. You know, that would be like saying The Walking Dead shouldn't be TVMA. I mean, really? It's just so stupid to me. Make it, make it rated R because if they make it PG-13, they might cut out so much. Now, I know violence on language is probably overreading a lot of movies, but come on, it's Deadpool. It's what you expect. That's how, that's, that's how I take it. And I'm pretty sure it's actually going to be rated R because they had a few red game trailers. So let's hope it stays rated R and not PG-13. 
yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know, and it's interesting because, you know, as we're looking, I think DC Comics is going to completely destroy, uh, what's the other one, the, the one that's got coming out this summer. DC Comics is getting ready to blow up on the on the big screen. I think there's Batman Superman coming out, which we're going to kind of dive into some of that. As well as they, you know, I don't know, we, we talked about it last night, the, the new Suicide Squad trailer's out. Uh, if you haven't seen that, you, I'm sure, I know a couple of friends that were watching, the, I guess they call it the CW now, where they've got Arrow and they've got the Legends of Tomorrow and DC. It looks like DC's making a comeback. Now, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't completely 100% thrilled with the very first Superman movie. I... I think they did a little bit, they, they went a little bit too much for it, but when I saw the new Suicide Squad trailer, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, I was completely blown away by the intensity of it and how psychotic everything looked. But I think, you know, I think they did well with last summer, they had Ant-Man, uh, the Avengers came out last summer, uh, uh, what's the other one coming out, the, the Captain America, the yeah, the, the Civil War is coming out. And apparently Spider-Man's supposed to cameo in there, so that's another one they got looking forward to. And there's a lot of conflict going on in the Civil War. Apparently Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America are supposed to duke it out and whatnot. But it just... Something about the first Superman movie, it was just kind of okay to me. So they've got to kind of... Do you feel the same way? Like, they've got to kind of bring it, because they've been, they've been really throwing this Batman versus Superman stuff at us for a while now. So I think it's kind of, they're kind of giving it high expectations, correct? I feel like they are, and I'm getting a little bit into all these TV spots because I just want, I just want this movie to come out. And I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. I'm not exactly sure how I necessarily feel about this movie right now because, number one, Ben Affleck, listen, I know, I know he, he had his moments of being a, a bad actor, and I think he was a horrible Jack Ryan. <clears throat> We talked about this last week. He's probably the worst one. Um, I'm just a little concerned about how he's going to do with Batman because he's great when he has to play a, like a, a Boston guy or Massachusetts hometown dude, like in the town or um, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie now. We just talked about this last week. It's him and um, a young Matt, young Matt Damon. Uh, what do you call it? Um, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, that's what it was. I, I, I it see uh, my mind for a second. He, he's good in those roles, but as far as Batman goes, I'm a little concerned. And I saw this funny, I don't know if it was on Twitter or on Facebook, but it's like, you know, have you, have you seen the TV spot where um, Superman chased off Batman's, uh, his, 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 uh, his mask? Yeah, have you yeah. seen that TV spot? So yep. said, Superman is, it looks like Superman's disappointed about Ben Affleck play Batman as well as the rest of us are going to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, thought was, I thought that was pretty funny. Listen, I like Ben Affleck. I think he's improved. He's a bot. You know, he's. A, I'm pretty sure he's a, he's a Boston guy originally. So yeah, of course, of course, I like him because I love people from Boston. But Ben Affleck to me doesn't really portray a good Batman because he can be a little a little bit arrogant and smug in some of his roles because he can play that role very well. But Batman isn't that. Batman is kind of a humble billionaire that goes and fights crime. So I'm concerned about his Batman character because in the TV spots he seems a little bit arrogant to me, and I, and I don't like that very much. I think all, my opinion. It, it just I, they have to bring it because if they don't, it's going to be a flop. Yeah, and I think the other movie, the one that's coming out, it's weird because I think the new Batman Superman comes out in like May, and then you've got Suicide Squad coming out in August. Uh, I still want to talk about that, but I think I'm going to wait until the commercial break because the other thing about the Batman movie that is kind of worrisome in a way is they're, they're trying to tie Batman to the Suicide Squad film, and I think it's going to... I've heard some theories out there, and it it kind of makes sense because of what the Suicide Squad trailer shows. But at the same time, going back to this Batman thing real quick, the thing that really is concerning me is how they've aged him. It looks like Batman's like, what, 50-something in this movie. Like he's getting ready to retire. You can see the gray, you know, the gray <laughs> in his hair and everything. So it's... 
I'm just not really super, and, and call me crazy, I love Superman and I love Batman, I love superheroes, but I'm just not really crazy about this movie. I just don't know what to expect out of it. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, it, it terrifies me a little bit, to be honest with you, this this movie. But you know what? I think no matter what, it'll still at least be halfway decent because I really enjoyed the Superman movie, and I'm willing to give Ben Affleck the benefit of the doubt. Maybe the TV sponsors don't want to give away too much because if they do that, then it, people are going to go watch the movie and complain about it. Oh, we saw all this on the TV spots. They were in the trailers. So... <laughs> You know, you know how people complain about the crap. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna go see it. Maybe not in theaters. I might wait until it comes out um, on DVD and I'll rent it. But I'm not really sure about how I feel about seeing it in the theaters. I'm what I might do is wait a couple days until after it comes out because uh, one of my good friends from back home, uh, he was he was in a uh, the same fraternity as I was, but uh, years before I was. But <clears throat> still, a good friend of mine. He loves those superhero movies, so if he gives it a good a good grade, then I'll trust him because he's really good about um, about grading Batman films. That's his favorite. That's his, I think Batman's his favorite superhero. So, um, so if he says it's good, then I'll, then I'll trust his word on Stephen theaters. But if he says it stinks, then I'll just wait till it comes out on Redbox and you know spend a dollar twenty nine. Or if I get a free movie deal in my inbox, then I'll just rent it for free and then. I'll use that dollar to buy a, you know, buy myself a, some popcorn or something <laughs> from the store. <laughs> and go to the go to the Dollar Tree. We live and die by the Dollar Tree around here. Everything, like say, going there, everything's a dollar. I go in there and buy their popcorn. It's just as good as buying the seven or eight dollar box of the three pack or whatever you can get. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg was an interesting cast for Lex Luthor, and what made it the reason it's interesting is because I don't think. We have not seen him in a shaved head in the trailer yet, and I think that happens at the end of the film. Uh, as you can see, they're kind of using the younger version of Lex Luthor, so you know that this is supposed to be that this movie is supposed to be the entrance to the Justice League, and I think we saw Wonder Woman. Uh, the Flash has been cast. I think the only person they have not casted yet for this film is the Green Lantern, because when. Uh, the CW did their DC Comics special or whatnot. They had uh, one of the guys from DC Comics that still does the artwork and the story writing that's carrying on the tradition. He was with Kevin, Kevin Smith, is that his name? Uh, Silent Bob. And they were talking about it and they were saying it's going a little bit... It's weird because it's like Batman looks like he's 50 and Lex Luthor looks like he's 25. So it's kind of like they're kind of dividing in between the timelines and whatnot. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to be an interesting movie. Uh, I think Doomsday, they've it's Doomsday and Lex Luthor were the two villains in that one. That's what we know so far. Uh, like I said, why don't we go ahead and take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back because, like I said, the Suicide Squad trailer that came out, they kind of, they've kind of dropped a little hints about what may be going on. Versus what we see with uh, Batman versus Superman. We will be right back and we will get into that one next. Well, the boys are talking and the show is really moving along. But we need to take a break before a fight breaks out. People end up in the hospital. Stay tuned and we'll be right back now. You hear? <laughs> that boy is good. Mm hmm. Good and terrible. Donate your car today. 1877 Cars for Kids. K-A-R-S Cars for Kids. 1877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S, cars for kids. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. 
donate your car today. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com okay the boys have settled down one has a beard in and the other has a steak on his eye why don't you give them a call and tell them what you think we're back on the uh free parking show the friday night free for all if you're just tuning in, we were discussing a little bit of the Shawshank Redemption. We kind of dived right into the Batman versus Superman and some other movies that were going on and whatnot. We're just sitting back, having some, having a good time here. Uh, like I said, you want to get in on the conversation, uh, 405-562-5463 or text us at 77948. You have to type text uh, space and then what you want to say. So I know that actually during the commercial break you were uh, watching the uh, trailer for Suicide Squad. Have you finished that one yet? Yeah, that looks intense, that movie. Man, I can't wait. Now I'm even more excited for this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was telling people. And this is the thing. They still, you know, there was more of the Joker. If you saw the first one from July when the first Suicide Squad trailer for their Comic-Con one came out, the Joker was at the end, and he had what looked like some sort of... He was getting ready to do some sort of electrical shock torture on someone. We didn't know who it was. So the new trailer comes out, and, you know, the Joker's like, Well, I'm gonna... He's like, I can't wait to show you my new toys. And I'm gonna be honest with you, a lot of people are still not sold on Jared Leto as a Joker. Here's some little background for you on what this man went through to perform this role. Uh, there's been written articles about Will Smith saying, uh, you know, I never met Jared Leto, I just met the Joker. He stayed in character through the entire set of filming. There was actually an article that came out, uh, like, the day after the, the new trailer came out where we saw more of the Joker and his uh, interaction with Harley Quinn, and the director, David Ayer, said, you know, he was afraid to be around Jared Leto sometimes, like, it was so intimidating. You know how bad, you know how great this movie's going to be when they actually hire a therapist to come on set so people don't lose their minds over how deep in these characters are getting. And I'm going to say it now, you probably will not see Jared Leto pull off what Heath Ledger did. There's a debate going on right now about who the greatest Joker of all time was, and to me, I don't think it compares. I don't think they're going to get what they got out of Ledger. Ledger... Ledger was one of a kind versus what we saw from Cesar Romero and Jack Nicholson and then, you know, you had Heath Ledger but this Joker just kind of freaking looks psychotic chills ran down my spine watching him and this is what the thing this is one of the theories my friend told me from that trailer you can see that when he's got the guy by the hand you know, he's like, I want to show you my new toys it's a, it's a dude there's obviously a male there. The early rumors were that it was Harley Quinn that he was torturing to kind of get her to convert over, which that may or may not be the truth. But one of the theories that is going around, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to hear your thoughts on this one. Batman sends Robin down. You know, he sends them. He sends them in an incognito or whatever to kind of get intel on what the Suicide Squad's actually doing because. The Joker, I think that's who the Joker has is Robin. It has to be. I mean, unless it's someone else. But he sends Robin in to get intel, and then, you know, the Joker actually, they, they capture him when they find out who he is, and that's who he's torturing at the uh, in, in the scene. It makes a lot of sense because when they did the original Batman vs. Superman trailer, you can see the Robin, you know, the Robin suit there with the ha-ha-ha written all over it. That, that's the latest, uh, like I said, that's the latest theory that's going into this film. And what do you think? Do you think that's got some sort of plausibility to it? 
I think it does, and you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I never thought of that, so that, that's a great point there. It's a great observation, so I'm going to have to agree with you there. I think it is Robin, and part of the reason why I think it is Robin, too, is because remember at the end of the third and final Batman movie with Kirsten Dale, and you find out that Gordon Levitt is actually Robin. When he becomes Robin, and um, so, you know, that I think this all sort of ties into it because there, there must have been a reason why they threw him in there as Robin at the end of that movie because you don't do that without, you know, obviously maybe trying to, you know, push other movies because I remember back then, I you know, thinking to myself, well, why would they show Robin? Because Christian Bale, like, if I'm not mistaken, said that was his last movie as Batman. So there's got to be a reason why they did that in a certain final Batman movie with Christian Bale as Batman. So I think that ties into Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman. So I, I'm with you there, Rich. It's great observation by you, and I'm going to have to go back and watch that trailer again to go to go catch that. And if that is, if that is fact, it's going to make me want to see Batman vs. Superman you know, now, because Batman vs. Superman comes out before Suicide Squad, so, so now it's kind of making me really want to <laughs> see Batman vs. So, the more you talk about it, the more I want to see it now, even though I think Ben Affleck won't be a great Batman, but he could be, but I, I'm not really sure how I feel, but now now I'm going to get an to watch this movie. I might go see the opening night now, just, just based on the little observation you made there. It's, actually, that was one of my friends that told me that. <coughs> Excuse me. And it made perfect sense because, like I said, you saw in the original trailer for both of them that the Robin suit was there. So Robin's got some sort of tie-in on this. And I'm going to tell you another thing. They're gonna, they are they did the right casting completely all the way around with this. People worried about Will Smith. Everybody in that film, if the trailer looks that intense, and I hope the movie is just as intense... But I think the person that's going to surprise everybody was a casting of Mar- or Margaret Roby playing Harley Quinn. I was completely, I was blown away by two people in there, and that was Jared Leto as a Joker and Harley Quinn, you know, Harley Quinn, Margaret Roby. I think when you see them two on the screen together, you're probably going to see one of the better chemistries that we've seen on screen in quite a while between two villains. I mean, Margaret Roby. Jeez, Louise, that was so spectacular from what I saw in the trailer. Yeah, this, man, the Suicide Squad trailer was just amazing, but it's, the reason why I, I liked it was because it's intense, and I think now more than ever we're starting to see trailers for these super move, superhero movies, or you know, in this case, I guess it would be villain movies, try to uh, try to give a little bit more. I'm trying to think of how to word this. They, they want to show more of what the movie would be like. You know, is it going to be dark? Is it going to be happy? And I got to tell you, the, 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 the most recent Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman trailers have both shown some dark, dark stuff. But I think Suicide Squad will definitely have some comedy to it, if I'm not mistaken, right, Rich? Because it kind of seems like there'll, have, there'll be some funny parts in that movie, just based on the characters like the Joker being in Suicide Squad. Well, yeah, at the end of the trailer, Harley Quinn breaks some sort of glass window in, like, a shopping area, and she pulls something out, and I think it was Rick Flagg, or one of the guys turns around and says, oh, you're you're just crazy or something, so what are you doing? And she kind of looks at him, and she's like, oh, we're villains, that's what we do. In other words, we're villains, we steal stuff, and I think you're going to have a comedy effect to it. But I just, man, I'm going to tell you, when I saw, like I said, when I saw the Joker deliver the line of, I can't wait to show you my toys, or, you know, there's a couple scenes where you see what kind of work that Leto put into this, it just makes you admire him as an actor. Because he did win uh, Best Supporting Actor for Dallas Box Club. I mean, he has been, he's played some phenomenal roles. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you look at the characters of the Jokers, everyone plays the Joker differently. Cesar Romero kind of mixed it up a little bit. Jack Nicholson was kind of more of a wisecracker. Heath Ledger was psychotic. It, it kind of remi- I think this Joker is going to kind of remind me of a mix of all of them. Because one of the scenes where he's like laughing, like his face just looks like completely Looney Tunes. And it was one, you know... It, it's just going to be, I, I want to see more, it's like the when you see the trailer, you want to see more of the Joker, because 
You could go back into the debate on who pulled it off better, Ledger or Leto, but we don't know because we haven't seen the movie yet, and a lot of people are like, eh, I'm going to pass because the fanboys will go and see it, and I, and I, this was the one thing we talked about last, or on one of the shows the other night, or actually in one of the chat rooms, I said, nobody's going to go see Batman because you're, they're not going to go see the Batman Superman movie and judge what Ben Affleck does for Batman. The more that I think you're going to see more people go and watch Suicide Squad for the simple fact that it's the Joker. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I agree 100% with you on there. I, I, I'm curious to see how Dear Little plays the Joker because you had mentioned just now that every person that ever played the Joker has played them different, played him differently. So now we're going to be in a new era of the Joker. Um, so I'm curious to see how Gerald Little does. I think he is a very talented actor. So I'm, I'm just curious to see how the role plays out. And so my question to you, Rich, would be this: um, if Heath if Heath Ledger was still alive, do you think that Heath Ledger would be playing the Joker in this movie or no? Man, that's that's a really a lot of people are saying that would be a really really interesting movie. <sighs> you know, it's tough to say because you have David Ayer. That's gonna be you know, that's probably gonna be one of the one of the many questions that David Ayer is gonna be asking once this movie is actually released and they start talking about it. Because, like I said, there and another. I've had so many people tell me you're never gonna get what you're never gonna see history repeat itself with what Ledger did. Ledger was arguably the greatest Joker ever. I think Ledger's one, uh, Nicholson's two, Romero's three right now, but it's going to be tough because you, you you won't know until the movie comes out because every director has, like, like we said, every director has the actor doing the role differently based on how they see it portrayed. You're not looking at the Joker through Jared Leto's eyes. You're looking at the Joker through David Ayer's eyes. Same with Tim Burton and the director of the old Batmans. And the same with Christopher Nolan. Now, they're going to put a little spin on it. But at the same time, the director has the vision, the overall vision of what's going on. Yeah, that's an, I'm, you, it's funny because you bring up the, uh, the director point. It's, it's almost funny how the directors and actors portray their characters differently. Um, in, my, in my opinion about the Batman films, when you talk about Christopher Nolan, to me, Nolan and Christian Bale made magic with those three films. And I think Christopher Nolan is a very underrated director at times because people, and that might sound kind of crazy, but he, you know, when you think about the all-time great directors. You think about like Martin Scorsese is one of them. And I think Christopher Nolan is gonna be up is gonna be one of the best directors of all time in my opinion when he calls it a career. Or even before he calls it a career because he saved, in my opinion, the Batman franchise because the Batman movies that came out before that were not great. Uh, you know, the George Clooney Batman I didn't particularly care for. Then you know Arnold Schwarzenegger's freeze. So I think we're in a new era of Batman films, so I'm, I'm excited for these new super <coughs> superhero movies, including Suicide Squad, because I think these movies have improved with time. Uh, what do you think, Rich? Do you think they've improved with time, or or do you think or do you think they've stayed the course? You know, it's interesting that you brought up the the old Batman movies with George Clooney and Val Kilmer, and I think, yeah, I think that's the two that played them right after that. What had happened was, is I think Tim Burton wanted to make another Batman movie, and they did, the the vision was not the same, because I know he directed the, the Batman and the Batman Returns, and a lot of people say the Batman Returns, the storyline was better than Batman. I kind of disagree, because the Joker is like the most iconic supervillain in comic book history. There's never going to be another character like that, uh, you know. And that—that's just how I feel. But I think, do think he resurrected the Batman era, and I think he's actually got some sort of—I think he's got his hand somewhere involved in the new Batman era as well. I think he's on as a producer, but he's not going to direct any more of the films. Uh, you know, since we're on the subject of DC Comics and whatnot, I don't—and this has become a very interesting point that I just found out. 
uh, the show Gotham that tells the story of a younger Batman that's, he's, I want to say they, they set him at like eight or nine years old as a little boy and they got the villains coming up. They actually had a, a man, Cameron, can't pronounce his last name, some uh, redheaded kid came on and his, his character name was Jerome, but you could tell he was portraying the Joker. Excellent actor, very, very well played role. They killed his character off like the third episode into the second season and the internet went in an uproar. I had actually just found out and before I, you know, that he his character may or may not be dead and they think this is another one of my... I know you're, if he's listening in, he's the one that's feeding me this intel of what he thinks happens. Doctor Strange is the one that works down in the asylum and brings people back to life. He thinks that they sent that body back to Doctor Strange, and that's how we get the creation of the Joker for Gotham. But the backstory, to, you know, and that's the interesting thing. Uh, they've got the Penguin on there. Uh, we're getting Mr. Freeze coming on. Uh, the Penguin's dad is actually going to be played by Paul Rubens, who is a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. And when you put the pictures side by side of uh, the guy that they got playing, the kid they got playing the Joker, and you put him next to that, it's kind of ironic. But for those that don't know, and you you love DC Comics and you love superhero shows, Gotham's actually really, really good. It, the first season was just kind of, eh, you know, and I, I think uh, they wanted to take it one way, and then they kind of learned from that, so well, we've got to kind of go back to the roots of what it is. It tells the story of uh, Jim Gordon when he was a young detective and whatnot. You got Harvey Bullock in there. And Michael Chiklis is actually in this season as the new uh, police chief. So, But it, it's great to see them move from the big screen to the small screen. And then they've got the DC Legends of Tomorrow. You've got Arrow and all these other things. Have you even, have you started watching Gotham yet? Because if you're a fan of uh, Batman films and whatnot, it's actually a pretty good telling. Actually, I haven't started watching yet, but I'm going to give it some... Um give it some thought and first I, I don't know if you want to talk about other TV shows or Netflix shows or Hulu shows we've been watching or if you want to continue, continue talking about superheroes but um, we were talking about uh, making a murderer lesson in our group chat sort of and anyone who hasn't started watching it yet I'm about halfway through I have to finish it it is a great series yeah, I have not yet seen it yet. I'm, I'm planning on eventually watching. Maybe I'll start watching it tonight that I've got all my homework, the majority of the homework done. So I'm looking for a new show to start watching with football season, sadly ending in the next few weeks. Yeah, I'm bummed, I'm bummed when, when football ends and, you know, a few weeks in the Sunday it'll be over. So that's, that's a pretty, that's a bummer in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, bum, bummer. <laughs> we yeah, actually boom. got some... Uh, before we get out of here, uh, we've still got a, a few minutes left, but we've got a, 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 a you know a little bit of breaking news as far as terms of the shows going on that we've been working. Uh, you've actually been working alongside, you know, you've been talking with uh, our CEO Nash Care or Nash. He is he has agreed to do something for for us this coming up weekend, but we're gonna wait until we get to the end of the show before we break that out. Yeah, so. Speaking of these DC comics, uh, the other the other news was they released the Wonder Woman trailer, and, and I know that the lead in is is they're supposed to potentially start filming the DC, uh, the Justice League movie finally after all these years. I think they've been talking about the Justice League movie for like ten years now, but it's about as real as ever. You got Jason, uh, whatever his name is, Momoa. He's playing uh, what's his name. Uh, Aquaman and the Aquaman suit it, it's not too sure about that one but when you set it up to the original comics it looks like the comics so we'll see the Wonder Woman trailer looks spectacular as well <laughs> do you re do you really think that uh, DC is going to compete with the other the other comic brand I mean do you think that eventually we're going to see a DC takeover I don't know about a DC takeover I think Marvel has too much out now and with too much to follow suit, in my opinion, to, uh, have, a DC, <clears throat> to have a DC takeover. And that's not to say that DC can't become big, but 
I don't think they'll ever beat Marvel because Marvel is too powerful right now. Uh, to give you an example of how big they are, I remember back in 2011, uh, it was during the summertime I had my wisdom teeth pulled, and last night in town, my my best friend and I, well, last night in town, full day in town before I went back to Brook uh, Hill, Connecticut, from Puckasuck, my best friend Elliot, one of my best friends, we were out golfing, and he was like, hey, I got a surprise for you, and I said, what's that? He goes, we're going to go see the new Captain America movie tonight at the midnight release. I got us some tickets, or I can't remember if you got them or if you bought them before we got to my house. And I remember sitting there, and they showed the, it was like a teaser for the Avengers. And I remember, like, people waited till the end of the credits. And I think when people wait till the end of the credits after the movies to see what movie's coming next in Marvel, it just shows you how much of a powerful force they have when it comes to making movies. Because you have four different superheroes, the four main, you know, Iron Man. Um, so Iron Man, Captain America, then you have um, Thor, and oh, oh my god, um, this is really bad that I'm missing the last one. Uh, well, they've got the Black oh, Panther, oh. yeah, they got the Black Panther coming, the new Spider-Man, yeah, uh, you, you, yeah, and I think the end of the last Avengers, Age of Ultron, uh, introduced even more characters. So it's going to be interesting to see Marvel and DC go head-to-head -head because we're, a lot of people are not happy with the uh, superhero movies coming at all. You know, I know people complain about superhero movies, and it's funny, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about that, and he was like, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm over them, but then I see a trailer for the new one, and I'm like, oh, never mind, I want to see the new one. So I think Mar as long as Marvel's around and DC and other, you know, those other universes, uh, you know, like the Justice League and stuff like that, there's always going to be demand for it because I think that comic, I think these comics have been turning movies better now than they were, like, let's say, with the old Batman film. Because, you see, the new Batman movies are great. The Marvel movies are great. So now we just have to see what DC can do with, like, Superwoman and some of their other stuff. So I think probably the next 20, 10 to 20 years we're going to see numerous movies come out. And I think it's going to define a generation, in my opinion. My generation, your generation, and then the generation in the fall of mine. Um, you know, when we talk about what was popular in movies and, and music, superhero movies will always be a part of that conversation, in my opinion. The other big movie news that we have not really talked much on yet is this new Ghostbusters film. Paul Fegg, or Paul Fig or however you pronounce his name, he's been in a, a couple movies himself, directs a lot of female comedies, but from what I understand, you know, it, it's great that the original cast gave the blessing of the new film, and Dan Aykroyd went on record saying that he thinks it's better than the original. I think he's just kind of blowing smoke or whatever, because to me, Ghostbusters, it's a different kind of, rem, uh, different a different place in my heart than a remake does and most remakes don't really hold true to the original uh, the other remake news that we had, I'm going to let you talk on both of these, apparently uh, Kerry Fukunaga or whatever his name is, he stepped down as the director of it, they've got the guy and I can't remember his name, he's a horror film director and apparently they're supposed to start shooting that film over the summer they had the the kid from um, We're the Millers. He was cast as Pennywise. I kind of want to see that audition tape, honestly. Cause, yeah, you get the release of the audition tape just to see him do it. Because if you look at the way his demeanor is when he's being serious, he kind of could. He probably could have pulled it off. Uh, so I want to hear your take on what you think of this. Because uh, you were talking about it earlier. And the Ghostbusters remake is something kind of intriguing, just for the simple fact that I actually love the cast. I love Christina Wig. Melissa McCarthy is probably one of the funniest women on on TV and in the, the Hollywood industry that we have now. I'm super excited for the uh, the new Ghostbusters, and you know I think it's great that it's an all female cast because to me, I mean McCarthy is just hilarious. So I'm, I'm super excited for that one. And I heard that they're going to remake remake uh, with an all-male cast as well, allegedly with Channing Tatum being in it. Now, that's a rumor I heard. I'm not exactly sure how true that is because, you know, you hear certain things. 
So what do you think? Do you think that if they do an all-male one, that Shannon Tatum would be good in that? And Have you heard that rumor, Rich? I heard it as well, but at the same time, they're still trying to convince Channing Tatum to come back and do another 20, another, I think they want to call it 23 Jump Street. They've got everyone in place. They're just waiting on Channing Tatum. And he was, the way he put it is, he said it worked great the first two times, but he said, I don't know if the material can go over the third time and be just as funny. So he may look at a Ghostbusters like, well, you've already made three Ghostbusters movie. Do I really want to be in a fourth one? I don't, I think that was nothing, like I said, I believe that there was nothing more than a rumor there, but I could see him doing it if he was approached and it was a real deal. Yeah, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I love those movies and I just hope that Hollywood can come out some original soon because I, I feel like we see a lot of remakes, but with Ghostbusters, the female remake, I'm cool with because, again, I don't care who's playing the characters as long as it's good. I'm the most McCarthy in it, and she's, you know, like she said, she's hilarious, so I'm looking forward to that, but I'm hoping eventually that Hollywood will get back to making good original films instead of having to remake movies over and over again at some point. Not that I'm complaining about Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters, but... I'm talking more along along the lines of horror movies and Colin Farrell was just in a remake of Total Recall. They need to start making original movies yeah. again, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too sold on the it remake either. And it's uh, the guy's name is Andreas Muschietti, and he was uh, helmed the uh, horror film Mama. Uh, so like I said, he's only done you know the the 2008 version, and then he did the short, and then he did the full length film. So I don't know what they're going to get out of that. I would have loved to see Carrie Fukunaga at the helm of that one. Uh, so you know that's about all we got tonight. I'm going to let you go ahead and tell them what's what we got going on this weekend. That uh, is, if you listen to our previous shows and you've been have been living under a rock, we've got the AFC Championship, NFC Championship. Uh, you can go ahead and lay the news on them. All right, so I've been in contact with our CEO of Dark Journal, Nash Carey, and uh, for those for those of you who listen to the Matt and Nash show, he is Nash on that show, and uh, he gave us a green light to do a a, uh, a pregame show this upcoming Sunday. So it'll be on at 10 Eastern time, and that'll be 7 Pacific. So anyone who lives in the Pacific time zone, like myself. Um, we'll be on at 7 in the morning our time, again, 10 Eastern. And it'll be about an hour to an hour and a half show. Um, we still haven't finalized it yet because we're not sure how many people from Drive Channel will be on this. As of right now, it's myself, Rich, Me. Amos, so the three of us from Free Parking, and Frank from the uh, from the Sports Drive show every, um, every weekday morning. He was on our game show uh, recently as well. Frank's, Frank's a great guy, loves to talk sports, just really nice. I'm very, he's very uh, uplifting. He loves the good compliments, and, he, and he's just great on the radio too. So, I'm gonna try to. We're gonna try to get some more people on. We're gonna discuss the, uh, the title games. We will do, and then we'll ask him to give his prediction on our show. And um, some of the other things I have planned out is, well, I want each of us to pick some talking points to give about the game. So, we can each pick a talking point. One of the person who has it will give it, and then we'll all discuss the talking point or the point of the game or some part of the game, um, you know, whether it's stats, players, what we think will go on. Uh, so I'm super excited for this pregame show on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, I, and and my belief is that we will also be doing this on Super Bowl Sunday where we're doing a morning show. So look for at least myself, Rich, Amos, and, and Frank to be on the show. I'm hoping to get some more people. Definitely tune in. Again, that's 10 Eastern in the morning, 7 a.m. Um, Pacific time. I'll be up early, probably 5 in the morning, getting <laughs> getting uh, getting prepped for the show. So tune in. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited for this opportunity to host a pregame show. And uh, Nash and Matt are still out. They will be back next week. They just they needed, a, I guess, the, something about they needed to take a breather from everything, kind of recharge their batteries, and I, you know, we all need to recharge our batteries in life. For, that way we can come on the air and give you guys the best show we possibly can do. Uh, like I said, movie of the week next week, Zoolander. Only because I joked that I had not yet seen that. Uh, for those that do, are, like I said, I think the stretch still goes on. I don't know if they came on early last night or not. 
Uh, they will be on in about an hour from now. Uh, like I said, everyone enjoy your weekend. And if you're living in the Northeast with that storm coming in, like uh, you heard me earlier, we're just getting rain here. So, actually, believe it or not, Peter, we're supposed to be getting snow tomorrow afternoon between the hours of like 6 and 8 or something like that. So, we're eventually going to turn to snow tomorrow afternoon. But I don't think it's going to stick with all the rain. So, but like I said, everyone have a good weekend. Stay indoors if you're out in that mess. Don't go out in that mess unless you have to. And we will see you guys uh, Sunday morning. Well, there you have it. The boys were at it again. We hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. We hope you had a good night and stay right where you are. Another show is coming up. Y'all come back now, you hear?